Thank you for tuning in to the Highest Praise Church podcast. For more information about Highest Praise Church, please visit highestpraisechurch.com. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Sherwood Lancaster. Set the atmosphere to, to be able to worship God. I think it's important if you're going to, you know, if you're going to read your Bible, you know, you, you want to get in the right atmosphere, you know, to, to attain it. It's like anything you study, you want to get in the right atmosphere to, to study. If you're going to worship, it's important to get in the right atmosphere to, to, to truly worship. So, um, anyway, I'm going to go to Leviticus. Um, we were in Amos Sunday, Leviticus on tonight. We're, we're just, we're, we're digging deep, aren't we? Or at least sounding like we know what we're doing anyway. Pastors on the book of Amos and Leviticus. Um, Leviticus 14 and 44. Um, I'll read this and then we'll break it down a little bit. Make sure I read this. Um, Leviticus 14, 44. Then the priest, well, let's go to 43. I'm sorry. Now, if the plague comes back and breaks out the house after he has taken the stones, after he has scraped the house, and after it is plastered, then the priest shall come and look, and indeed, if the plague has spread in the house, it is an active leprosy in the house. It is unclean. You know you can have leprosy in your house, did you? Um, anyway, according to Leviticus, they could. And he shall break down the house, its stones, its timber, and all the plaster of the house, and he shall carry them outside the city. Into an unclean, into an unclean place. Um, you see, that's a peculiar um, scripture. Well, I just, it's, it's kind of where I just picked up on it because it, let's let's talk about this just for a second because I want to talk about, I want to talk about um, um, allowing or, or a, a fretting leprosy, a fretting leprosy. This right here is in the context a fretting leprosy. Um, to, to, to fret actually means to grieve, to be troubled, um, or to, to displease. You know, the Bible says, fret not. You fret not, fret not, fret not. Fear not, fret not. It's all pretty much it's, it's kind of the same words. Um, God, if there's something in your house that, that is not supposed to be there, then um, God's going God's gonna, to, it's going to show itself. Okay. So this is Wednesday night, so we're, we, I, I, I assume we were a little more mature than, than, than most services that we have, so that's kind of the direction I'm going. This right here, let's, let's talk about this for a second. This is Leviticus. This is God talking to the children of Israel, and he promised them a land. He's I'm going to take you to the, to the promised land. I'm, I'm taking you to a, I'm going to take you to the land of Canaan. This is a place that I'm going to give it to you. Remember, this is the promised land that God promised um, Abraham, and of course, you know everything they went through, and now it's time at you know over 400 years of bondage, and now they're going into the land of Canaan. It's time to take it. He said, "I'm going to give you wells that you didn't have to dig. I'm going to give you cities you didn't have to build. Y'all remember that on Deuteronomy? I'm going to give you houses you got to build cities, wells, and all this kind of stuff. So, in order for that to happen, that means that they're going to inhabit already built dwellings. Are you follow me? Whenever, in, in Joshua, just using a scenario, whenever Joshua came in and they, before the walls of Jericho came down, y'all remember, the, y'all remember the story of Rahab? If you don't, Rahab was the harlot that, that ended up help, helping the spies when they went in to spy out 
Jericho. They, they spied out Jericho to see what God was going to, going to give to them. And Rahab the harlot was the one that, that, that helped them, long story short. And the reason why she was going to help them, even though Jericho at the time was the most powerful city there was, and it was, it was right on the outskirts of Canaan, which was the, the, the land uh, that God has promised him, um, which is, which is the, the, the promised land. But she said, I've heard everything that God has done for you guys. So basically what she said, I've, I've heard of your God. I've heard of your God. I heard how at the time the, 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 the largest, the most powerful nation was Egypt. So no so just, just throw it out there this way. So what she said, I heard what your God did to Egypt. I mean, just, just, you know, just Pharaoh, the whole nine yards. I heard how, you, how, how, the, Red, how you, the Red Sea was parted. You know, I heard about all the plagues. So they heard about all this stuff. You know, even without Instagram and, you know, Facebook and, you know, all, Twitter and all, everything else, you know, but so they, they got, got the word somehow or another, so, so they found out about it. And, and people were scared. So they, they knew that they were coming because that's what they were doing. Even after 40 years, they didn't realize why God was waiting. They didn't know the whole story behind that. So the Canaanites, the, Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, all the ites out there, they're just waiting. They don't know when, but I know one day God's people is going to come in here and take over everything. They just, they just know it. This picks it up here. So, so in Leviticus, during these 40 years, God is telling them, he says, when you, when you go into that land, when you go in that land and you go, into a, you go into a house, what house? Remember, they didn't go there and start building houses. They went there and took over houses. So the Canaanites, before they left, being pagan, they cursed the house. And really what, how they cursed the houses, they were, it was idolatry. So idolatry to them, their, 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 their idols was everything. And they knew that whenever they came, since they didn't know when they were going to come, they knew they were going to come like, a, you know, like in the middle of the night. They didn't know if they were going to come in the middle of the night or one day, but they knew when they come, it was going to be quick. And so they started taking their graven images and stuff, and they started hiding them in the walls. Okay? Started hiding it in the foundations. You say, well, they're just false idols. Well, that's what the enemy does. He, he attaches himself to, to false stuff. Remember, the devil's not a creator. He can't create anything. He distorts everything. Okay, and so he takes, he takes the, the, the false gods, and, and so obviously his spirit's attached to it, and so they're in the houses. So the fretting leprosy, so, so they come in, they took over the houses, so they, so they move in, everything's cool. Hey, look at this house. I love this house. But then things start going on in that house because, because there's, a, there's a curse upon the house. And the things here, he says, here literally what, what, um, what, what uh, Moses is teaching him here in Leviticus, he says God is actually going to, he's actually going to, he's going to cause a, he's going to cause a leprosy, a a fretting leprosy. When I I use the word fretting, he's going to cause a displeasure, a a grief. I mean, it's it's the same thing we put in connotation for today. It's whenever there's something in your house that's not supposed to be there, then God's going to allow things to take place in that house. Are you with me now? If you guys are allowing things, if you're allowing your teenager to participate in things, you say, well, I don't allow them. Well, to permit is to participate. Are we all right? Well, I, I ain't, I'm not getting involved, you know, I'm not, I'm not, well, if you permit it, then you're participating. You might, well go, you might as well go out with them. You might as well hop in the back seat. Says, I'm just here alone for the ride. Do what you want to do. 
to permit or participate. You deserve what you allow. All this is free. Okay? And so, God is so good, just like with this. When they go in these houses, they see these beautiful houses, these great structures that are, that are built, and they don't, they don't know what's in there. They don't know what the enemy has attached himself to in that house. And so God begins to, so then he allows the mold. So in this case, this is, in this case, mold begins to grow on the walls. When mold began to grow on the walls, it's just like if a man had leprosy, then, then you know, then, then tumors and stuff begin to, so that's why we call it afraid and leprosy. It's a leopard's house. Symptoms. Okay? Symptoms are indicators. That's why we don't treat symptoms we treat the cause. If you go into a medical doctor, all he does is treat your symptoms, then he just keeps you going. Now, I want to find a brother that can take care of what's causing the symptoms. I don't want to go to a church to help me with the symptoms. I want to go to a house that's going to help me take care of what's causing these symptoms. I'm tired of all this junk. So anyway, so, so you got indicators. So these indicators are there. And whenever the indicators are there. So, so in this case, the that you called a priest, and the priest would go in there, and he would see it, and they would and immediately they start tearing down the walls, looking for looking for the the, the, the idols. They would find them, and they would take them out. They would take them out to an unclean place, or take them out to wherever you know, like the dump, or whatever. Take them out there to the place that they set aside, and and then they would go back, and they would they would literally rebuild that wall. They would rebuild it, and they would restruct, re rebrick it, remortar the whole nine yards. Um, and, and, and the whole thing here that, that, is, that, is, that is important here, that, that they, they would then go in there after, after, you, after you exposed it and then you evict it. First of all, before you, when, anytime you're dealing with an unclean spirit, anytime you're dealing with a change in atmosphere, let me go ahead and deal with this because I want to, I want to take my time and get it because you start saying unclean spirits and stuff. Everybody starts automatically thinking, you know, you know, demonic manifestation. Atmospheres begin to change. You know, atmosphere change in your marriage, something's up. Something that we, between your kids, they come home, all of a sudden they ain't acting the same. Something's up. In your finances, something's up. Your fault, their fault, whoever fault doesn't matter. The atmosphere has changed. You can just, you can just tell. We can be going through tough times, but but be honest with you, I'm, it's, it's, it's just it's just the it's it's just the fact that we live on this side of heaven and not that side of heaven. But I'm good because the Bible says in this life you will have tribulations, you will have trials. The, I'm always checking the atmosphere. Just like I can come in here and everybody seems happy, everybody seems glorious, but the atmosphere is not right. You can walk in your house and everybody's happy and it's going good, and 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 and, and Mama says something ain't right. They said something ain't right. You have indicators. Remember, you have symptoms. You have indicators. And when you're walking with God, you, you remember, remember, you're, um, you, you, you're, always, you, you're always in cahoots with either the spirit of God or the spirit of the enemy. You're, 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 always, you're always in that. So anyway, you have to do that. We can't just ignore it and go away. Anyway, so, so you have this. And so, so they would come in here and they would, they would expose it and they would evict it. And that wasn't it. Then they have to sanctify the house. Okay. You got to expose whatever's changing atmosphere. You got to evict it. How you evict it? You got to go. 
Is that it? I mean, people's going to go, you know, go to seminars, go to conferences, buy books, all that kind of stuff. The bottom line is you should be operating in, the, in you should operate and be close enough to God and understand the authority of what you have and who you are that whenever you tell the enemy to do something, he does it. See what I just said? Don't beg and plea and everything else. You have authority. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. When you speak to it, it's got to go. I've had preachers call me or people would call me for and say, well, I've got, I'm dealing with a spirit, dealing with these people, whatever. They won't, they won't listen to me. Well, that's your first problem. That means right now you're behind the eight ball. If, they don't, if it doesn't listen to you, it doesn't have authority. It doesn't, it, it doesn't submit to your authority. And you have authority over Every authority. Jesus says, behold, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means be able to harm you. So anyway, so that's how you do it. And, and to rebuke something is to say, stop it, that's enough. And, and sometimes we've got to get to the point where we've had enough. The reason why you don't deal with stuff is because you haven't got to the point that you've had enough. It's amazing what we can tolerate. And you always tolerate what you really love. If you don't like something, you won't tolerate it a bit. You ain't got to like it. You ain't got to love it. You can like it. If you like it, you can tolerate it. So we have to be careful with that. And so, and so anyway, so once you do that, but then you got to sanctify it. In this case here, the priest would go in there with, with blood of an animal. He would go in there, apply the blood, apply the oil, come back. They still had to stay gone for seven days. They come back, and if it's still clean, then they know that whatever was in there has been invaded. That's what that means. That's, that's what Leviticus 14, the whole Leviticus 14, and he's telling us in Leviticus 4, they get that so they know what to do. Let me say this. I said all that to say this. This was before the cross. This was before the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We're after. I don't have to go in my house, kill the neighbor's cat. You just can't. I'm sorry. You use it for the sacrifice of your, your house. So if you're doing that, quit. <laughs> anyway, Paula, now you come in. You remember, whenever we, I'm, I'm off of this, but I'm just, I know it's going to flow, start off with it anyway before we got these notes. You got you to understand the whole thing about applying the blood. Simplicity, man, is always a master, simplicity and, and repetition is always a master teacher. So when I said all that to set up the fact of that's before the blood, so, so the priest had to do all this stuff because the price paid has not come yet. Everything else is a substitute. Every, every sacrifice, what every sacrifice said, when there, every lamb that was sacrificed, uh, without saying what it means was, I'm a sacrifice when I'm not the best. I'm a sacrifice, but I'm not the best. That's why sacrifices had to keep on getting made. Where they were sacrificed, but it wasn't the best. Where a sacrifice, it wasn't the best. So they kept on doing it, kept on doing it. When Jesus showed up, he was, I am the sacrifice and I am the best. No more sacrifices. 
So you handle that. We have to understand that. So now whenever we apply the blood, what does that mean? Then what we're saying is I have faith that the blood that Jesus shed as the price paid for everything I'm going through right now is sufficient. See what I just said? You've been brought up in church. You hear, you hear this, apply the blood, apply the blood, apply the blood. So we walk around, apply the blood, apply the blood, apply the blood, apply the blood, and all this kind of stuff, you know. And have no idea what it, and, and really, you know, it's, it's making a lot of noise and stuff, but it's just not getting, so, so that's what you're doing, you stand, and you, you, you realize, so now after that, we realize that, that now we can go into, you can go to any situation wherever there is a fretting, a, there is a grieving, trouble, displeasing atmosphere in your house, and you can stand right in the middle, and you can say, I apply the blood over this mess right now. What did I just say? I just said, whatever it is the enemy's trying to do right now, Jesus took care of it on the cross. And I operate in my faith that he did. The battle doesn't belong to me. It belongs to you, God. Bam. I mean, I'll be honest with you. That's what, you go to, you go to Jude, and the Bible says that whenever, whenever, Whenever um, Michael, one of the three archangels, now you're talking about, you're talking about high level. There's only, there's only three cherubim, uh, cherubim slash archangels, Lucifer, who's the fallen, who, who's the devil, Gabriel and Michael. And the Bible says that, that Lucifer, Satan, which is one of the three fallen, and Michael, the, the warring angel, are fighting over the bones of Moses. Right? It's in the book of Jude. It don't, won't take you long. There but one chapter. If there's more than one chapter of Jude, you got the wrong, not only book, you got the wrong Bible. So just throw that one away. It's just Jude. <laughs> and it says they're arguing over the, over the bones of Moses. And he says, he says, I don't bring no railing accusation again. I say the Lord will be killed. And this is Michael. I'll be honest with you. I personally believe that Michael could whoop his butt right then and there. And break it down and show you how it's all broken. And personally, but anyway, but the bottom line is, he's I ain't fighting you. The Lord's going to take care of you. We have to do the exact same thing. Okay, you, I mean, does that make any sense? We we don't know how to handle our house. We don't know how to handle atmosphere. We don't know how to handle when things change because we, we, we. Let me back up. We don't handle it because we don't know how. And the very reason why you're here today and you're worshiping is, to say, is, 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 is you have to apply it to whenever you go to, in a situation going on, you know, in, in, your, in your family, whenever your life, that everything we do is based on faith. Faith on what? That Jesus can do what he says he can do because he is who he says he is. Amen. The enemy, there, there was two atoms. Get on this. I'm telling you when I, when it, when it, when it quits flowing, I'll, I'll, I'll go to something else. But there was two atoms, the first atom and the second atom. The first atom was Adam, Adam and Eve, okay, just without saying. The attack the enemy came, came up to him, the attack on that atom was, did God, did God really say that? And if God really said that, did he really mean that? You got to answer that. To the second Adam, he came to him, Jesus. He says, are you who they say you are? You got to answer that. 
That's it. There's only two questions that has to be answered whenever the enemy is trying to change the destiny in your life. Number one, did God really say it? Yes. And are you a child of God? Yes. Then he will pack his mess up and he'll go somewhere else. And woe to your neighbor because that's where he's going. Y'all just said. No, dude, we got to line up. We got to scream. We got to holler. We got to sing. We got, well, yeah, that, that, you, you do that. Oh, man. Getting controversial now. Far be it for, for me. Man, we do that because that's who we are. But those two, those two questions always, whenever you're, whenever you're standing in a situation, when this, this is, let's apply it, man. Let's do application. Whenever you got a, whenever you got a rebellious teenager, whenever your marriage is just stuff is happening, you don't, you don't even know him, or you don't know her anymore. Something, something happening, and and you're paying your tithes, and you're coming to church, and your finances is still squirrely. All kinds of stuff happening. Then, then. Then, then you you've got to you got to you got to expose it, you got to reject it, and you got to sanctify it and say, no, wait a minute. I, I know what God's word says and I know who I am. Satan, you gotta go. This spirit's gotta go. Okay, so, so all that makes sense. Okay. So anyway, so I'm talking about atmosphere. So let's do this real fast. We got a we got a few minutes. Not much, called I wasted too much time on that. But atmosphere, climate, and culture. I always use atmosphere, climate, and culture. I said that. This is the old teaching I've done before. I've changed up a little bit. We're, we won't be able to get through hardly none at all. But because atmosphere, atmosphere changes the climate, and climate changes the culture. In other words, the culture doesn't change unless the climate changes, and the climate can't change unless the atmosphere changes. The culture, and, and, and I put down here, like, I always use Florida or, like, Vail, Colorado. I've been, 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 to, been to both of those. The reason why people dress in January different in Florida than they do in Vail, Colorado, and, 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 and they dress, that's the culture. They look different. They look different. Let's look. They, they look. They look different because the climate's different. Heck, you're dealing with like eight degrees up there in Vail, Colorado, and you can find 80 down there. I don't know about you. I'm heading to the 80, but that's up to you. You go whichever way you want to go. So that climate dictates the culture. Are you with me? You ain't going to walk around in shorts and flip-flops in January in Vail, Colorado. I've been to Vail, Colorado in January. You're just not gonna, you ain't going to do it for long. Why is it, except for Brian, he's from Buffalo, and Buffalo people do that. I don't know. Go figure. <laughs> you get some Southern blood in you now, brothers. I don't know if you can do it any, as much as you used to, but you probably can. Why does the, here's the key to this whole teaching then. Why does the, why does the um, so why does the climate change? Because the atmosphere changed. The climate cannot change unless the atmosphere changes. But if the atmosphere changes and the climate will change, the climate will change and the culture will change. This is, let's use our teenager then. 
If your teenager's look is beginning to change, that's because his climate or his climate has changed, and his climate has changed, that's because the atmosphere around him has changed. Change the atmosphere, you can change the climate. Change the climate, you can change the culture. That makes sense. You walk in the house, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like the atmosphere around here. You go to praying. Look, man, I learned this before I even knew what was going on. My grandmother, my grandma was like four foot eight. And got enough Indian in her to where her, her, her daddy was full-blooded. So she's so she looked a little dark, hair always in a bun. And she would she would just walk in the house and and son, she didn't, if something wasn't right, she'd go to praying. Now, back then, you didn't, in the summertime, remember, we stayed with all the time in the summertime, we didn't want in school, and, and you just didn't run the air conditioner all the time, so the winters are up. And this chick, she's, she praying out loud. Neighbors and everybody can hear it. And, but everybody knew that there was something going on that she, so you say, well, whatever happened? I don't know, we never found out, because whatever was going to happen, she stopped it. You believe that with all my heart. With all my heart. Um, we need to get back to that kind of stuff. Before the culture, before the culture has changed, you better deal with the climate. How do you deal with climate? I sense the atmosphere. And we can always say, well, man, I, I could tell. I, I hear it all the time. You know, well, I knew something wasn't right. I knew something wasn't right. Something was right. And next thing we know, it manifests itself. Okay? So anyway, that's what it is. Um, the atmosphere is the air of a place. I'm just going to read through this. We want if, if, if God permits, I might come back next week and get a little bit deeper. Atmosphere, so let's just, so just read it. Atmosphere is the air of the place. Atmosphere transmits and atmosphere restricts. They transmit. Jesus said in John 1, 49, it was 1, 49 and 51. He talks to, when he talked to Nathan, he says, I have, a, I have an open heaven. It wasn't, this is the first time that, Jesus was letting Nathan, letting, letting the man know here. He says, he says, I am the mediator between God and man. So he's letting him know that there, 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 is, a, there is an open heaven, sending word and receiving word. This happened, happened since the prophets was acted upon the earth. Um, so we know that. Acts 16 and 16, the reason why I said that, I brought that up. That's, that's when Paul and Silas cast a, um, cast a demon out of, the, out of the woman who was fortune-telling. Okay, you can read that as well. And when they did, the guys who was making money off of her got mad. Why did they get mad at Paul and Silas? Ended up throwing them in jail. Why? Because it cost them money. Why did it cost them money? Because they too had open heavens, but not to God, but to the enemy. So the point is, I'm teaching here, that atmosphere transmits. You can, get, you can get transmission from what God is saying in the atmosphere, or you can get transmission of what the enemy is saying. You know you can go, you can walk out of a daughter's office and you're either gonna you're either gonna receive what the enemy is transmitting, or you're gonna receive what God is transmitting. Your business like it's gonna Let me tell you something. There's been 25 years, 25 years, hurrah. Let me tell you something. That's been a many a time. I had, to, I had to decide who am I listening to. Because I always 
petunias and posies and stuff. And sometimes, and sometimes because there's an open heaven, and some, the enemy is transmitting, and, the, and God is transmitting, and then you better make sure you're walking close with God so you can understand who it is you're listening to. And most of the time you understand, God always brings peace. The enemy brings confusion. It's not hard either. There's a heaviness. There's just, a, there's just something right. With God, it gets worse, and you're still walking with your back like a T-rail, your shoulders square, your chin set. Why aren't you having a nervous breakdown? Because everything's going to be all right. Why? Because you're receiving what God is saying, not what the enemy is saying. Remember, atmosphere is transmit. You got to make a decision who you're listening to. How do you make it? How do you do it? Understand it, transmit. It transmits. So that's what happens. So I just gave you those two. God says, I'm the mediator. Told Nathan, I'm the mediator between God and man. And then Paul and Silas cast the devil out of the girl because she's getting, she's getting worse from the enemy too. Okay? Uh, they restrict. They restrict. So they transmit, but they also restrict. Um, oh, I like this one. Um, I remember what, what I used. Matthew 9, 23 and 26. Uh, they mocked Jesus. Jesus put the wellers out. So this right here was a one, so, so they restrict. Um, the enemy atmosphere restrict. Jesus shows up to, uh, to heal the girl that is dead. And when he got there, they are, the people was crying. Right? Now, they want, they want family members. They were professional criers. It's true. Professional wailers. And so, as they find out somebody was dying or whatever, then in that culture, you still do it today. You're part of a team. You know, like, like we got the meal team and the prayer team. They got, oh, go over to our house. They dying over there. Everybody go there and cry. And Jesus walks up, and the girl is really sick unto death. He walks up, and man, they've, they've already gone to mourning, and, and, and she really wasn't even dead yet. And, and so the Bible says that he, he tells them to leave. And he says that make room for the girls. So he says in Matthew 9, 24, make room for the girls not dead but, sleep, but sleeping. So they ridiculed him. Go to verse 25. I'm reading it. But when the crowd was put outside, he went in and took her by the hand. The girl arose. Not until he put them outside. Verse 24 is there for a purpose. Then 25. He had to get them out of the room. Then they come in. Why? Because lack of faith will restrict an atmosphere of God doing something. If there's ever a question, God's will to do what it is he says he's going to do, perfect faith cannot exist. And where, but, but wherever perfect faith exists, God will always move. So atmospheres can be restricted. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah, but we're fasting, man. We got till Saturday. We still fasting. We still praying. Doesn't matter. It can it still be restricted. He put them out, then the girl got up. You trying to say if he wouldn't have put them out, he couldn't have got them up? Evidently, because he did it. He went there. He did. It. He does everything for a purpose. So the next one, they 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 restrict. Um, the next one. Here's here's Mark seven thirteen. Go to Mark seven thirteen. Because Mark 7 and 13 kind of answers that question. Making the word of God to no effect through your tradition, which you have handed down to many such things. You see what that just says? You can make the word of God of no effect. Let's read it this way. You can make the word of God non-effective. 
You know, it was even there, did you? There it is. We can make the word of God to no offense. How? Through this tra- our re- tradition, re- being religious. This is just, just being stuck. This is the way we do it. It don't take all that. What's wrong with that crazy highest praise church? It don't take all of that. Well, maybe it don't for you, but it does for us. So just shut up and leave us alone and let us do whatever it takes to get to where we got to get because we're after some stuff. Amen. If it works for you, great. But it, take, it takes us worshiping God with all our heart, soul, and mind, and strength. It takes lifting God above every, every name that is name and just, and just letting him know that, you know what, we're not ashamed of the gospel. For it's the power of God and salvation to everyone. And, and we, 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 were, you know, we, we can be even more undignified than this. You just sit back and watch there. There's so much we need right now. Because the one thing I'm not going to do, I'm not going to quench the word of God because I'm too proud to show people how I can dance, how I can praise, how I can lift up my holy hands and most of the time you can hear a preacher like this you can hear music like this come to a church like this but God will move on her and not on her because you are stuck in your rut and she's not I'm preaching good right now huh yeah that's not how we are yeah go ahead and keep on that generational curse for another generation but somebody's going to break it one day and somebody's going to act like grandma didn't. Somebody's going to act like Uncle Bob didn't. And somebody's going to get free because we're tired of making the word of God in no effect because we belong to some dried up denomination. Oh, no. I made him mad at me. Amen. He said nothing wrong yet. That's right. He said anything you didn't like. I just said I didn't say anything wrong yet. Right. See the restriction? Because of tradition. Religion. I don't know how to spell it. Religion. <laughs> I realize you and I do. I just was thinking about something else. I mean you. You had the Pharisees. You, 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 the Pharisees and the Sadducees. These chuckers and during Jesus' time, they walked around, man. They ruled and reigned. They had the garb on and everything. They, they were the religious order. The, the Pharisees were, 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 that, were that dead, dry religious bunch. They, they had the word, but had no spirit to it. The Sadducees didn't really have the they, they didn't really have the word, but they they just denied any of the supernatural things of God. And so we have to be careful about not not being having a Pharisaical spirit. Whenever we have a Pharisaical spirit, we're talking about we we know the word of God, but but we, we just keep it hostage. The Sadducee spirit says God just can't do it. He don't, he don't do that anymore. Why are you bringing those two up? Because they in the church. No, you need to talk about the, the bars and the, and the girly clubs and everything and, and the drug addicts and everything. No, no, no. That ain't, that ain't, they ain't stopping us. What's 
going on 20 miles down the road in Myrtle Beach ain't stopping bodies getting healed and people getting off drugs and marriages getting straightened up. The devil don't have that kind of power. It's the Pharisee spirit. It's the Sadducee spirit saying this is how we do it and I ain't going to move. I ain't going to shout. I ain't going to move. And, 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 the super, and, and the people denier, the denials of the supernatural of God and say God doesn't do it anymore. It's not, it's not being quenched from out there. It's being quenched from inside the walls of the church. If we can change the atmosphere and then you start seeing things happen. How does it start happening in this house when it starts happening in your house? No, I'm going to come here. So I'm like, yeah, it's going to help. But we, we get double standards. You come in here, you freeze the bird. You go home, you get right back locked up again. When your house comes as free as this house, oh, man. Oh, my. That's right. Somebody said, oh, my. Right? Hallelujah. This is good. Let's do the last one. Then we got to go. So you can practice it at home. Matthew 13, 58. what it says. Now he did not do many works. Now he, it was just talking about Jesus. Jesus did not do many mighty works because of their unbelief. So I just told you right there how the atmosphere can be restricted. And here's, this one here is tradition and because of unbelief. We just, we just got to believe that God can do it. Amen. So anyway, we'll stop on this because there's, it's really going to start getting good. So everybody understand what I'm talking about as far as atmospheres? So um, a lot of times you just have to pray and ask God. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a, one of the most important prayers you ever pray as, as a pastor. And when I say a, a pastor, a priest, we're going to use the word priest because you're a priest of your own home. It's God exposed it. Show it to me. If you ask him, he'll do it. And then once you see it, you ready for this? Now you're responsible for it. Amen? And God wants you to show it so we can we be responsible for it, so we can take care of it. And God don't ever expose anything that he hasn't already gave you the ability to take care of. If you can't handle it, he'll never expose it. That's a child of God. You're all just said. He'll wait till you get to the point and he'll have it. Um, anyway, I don't know. This, 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 this just, just, just got dumped on me this afternoon. We need to hear it because we're going somewhere. God's getting ready to wreck your house. You know what I just said? You're going to wreck your house. Expose this stuff. Get it out. So God can move. He's going to just move in a mighty way in this house. He already is. Okay? Okay, let's pray over you. Let me bless you just tonight. Father, I bless your people. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, for atmospheres, Lord, that you've given us the ability to control with the power of your word. God, we don't want to restrict 
the atmosphere, Lord, where you can move, God. But we want you to be fully moved, Lord. I, I pray, Lord, for the depth of our families, the depths of our homes. I pray, dear God, that, that God, that where, wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. And I release that, God, over our homes right now, God. That, God, whatever is restricting the prayers to be answered, the bodies to be healed, Lord, the, the burdens to be removed, the yokes to be destroyed, God, the things that we, can, we think we cannot have, Lord, God, we can't have. God, we answer these two questions today. God, we believe your word. It says what it says, and we are who you say we are. We are children of the most high God. And we leave here today, God, knowing those two things. And, God, we're going to change the atmosphere in every part of our life. We hope you enjoyed this message from our midweek experience. If you want to partner with us as we see lives changed and God's kingdom advanced, you can donate through our website, highestpraisechurch.com. And if you would like to stay up to date with all that God is doing here, be sure to follow us on Instagram at highest.praisechurch and like us on Facebook at Highest Praise Church. We can't wait to see you soon.